0: Cinemono Podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke talking about movies. Horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, always interesting. How's everybody doing?
1: (laughs) We're good. I've had so much coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Hey!
2: Are you saying you want more?
1: I want some more coffee.
2: We're out of peanut butter pretzels,
0: by we, the way. That's you know? very
1: sad. We need more of those because those are like crack.
0: We those sent Darwin good. out to get somebody ate them on, on the way back. It's bad to send a dog out for snacks.
1: You cannot depend on dogs when it comes
2: to snacks. You now Darwin is uh, with, with uh, his uh, towel yeah. and all is, all is lost. He's so we're going to go hungry. He's
0: staring at us. He's <laughs> wondering what we're doing over here. But today we're going to talk about some movies. But first... I want to have a question. How how many of you raise your hands? Okay, good. <laughs> no, um, how, yeah. many, how, how many? How many? Can you raise both hands? Raising your hands doesn't work on a podcast, mm, Kathy. Uh, That's ridiculous. Oops. Anyway, how many of us have had a real psychic experience, like a real experience that we feel like was actually supernatural? And it, because we like supernatural movies, we like movies that have ghosts and. And scary things from beyond. But have you ever really experienced anything like that? Uh,
2: well, I think um, when I was younger, you know, when I would watch scary movies or just be up late at night by myself, I think my mind would get the best of me. And I would think of certain things like one time I, I must have been like, you know, 15 years old and uh, I was sleeping. and I swear to God, some I felt somebody touch my hand. And I knew nobody was around, and I just sort of kept my eyes closed and put the cover, you know, the sheet over my head. And it was hot, and I didn't care, but that sheet was (laughs) on my head the whole night because I really felt it. And uh, that really scared me. That I really felt like something was going on, somebody was in the room. But then later I thought, well, that was just probably me. I don't know, just half asleep or going one of those kind of things.
1: That's always like the kid' response is to like, I know what I'll do. I'll put the sheet over my head, and it won't be able to get me.
2: It was just one of those weird things. I don't think it was super, you know, aside from that, absolutely nothing. You know, I don't really believe in that stuff, but your mind can get the best of you, especially, you know, even even now you can sort of just think of stuff and it gets a little weird. I
1: know? wonder too, like I've had like weird things happen and I'm instantly the skeptic because I don't believe in any of that stuff, even though I love it so much. <laughs> I w- I'm always one of those, I wish it was real, but I, I always, really? yeah, I kind of <laughs> wish there were ghosts and stuff. I mean, that would make like demonic
2: possessions. Yeah. And-
1: um, make things so interesting,
2: but then yeah. do you ever get like swayed if you watched any of those shows? No. Does anything go, Oh, that's kind I of always, interesting? Like,
1: I, I just always look at it like, like the Scooby Doo, like, I will figure out how this was done, you know. <laughs> just some never,
2: me- some meddling kids, <laughs> like,
1: I had, um, I used to live in this old farmhouse, um, and it was like a hundred over a hundred years old, and it was real creaky and all kinds of creepy things happened in there. It was basically a log cabin that had then been kind of renovated, but they kept the bones of the log cabin there. So it was still, you know, classic harmony. We set up the old house inside the new house. That's cool. So it had this huge dirt basement that was just ultra creepy, like a dungeon. Mm-hmm. But we always heard all this clanging in the walls. You know, we had an old um, radiator and um, when we turn on, you know, in the winters, there'd be all this banging and, and I remember thinking, is there anything to be done about, because you're trying to sleep and there's like bang, bang, you know, it's this horrible sound. And, um, we were talking to, uh, uh, a repairman that came out and we're saying, you know, this, this radiator makes so much noise. It's all in these walls. He goes, there are no pipes in these walls. And we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> because it can't be because it's all log cabin. <laughs> so it's all wood. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like, the so radiator just went is through a, the floor.
0: It's and not your pipes, ma'am. It's right?
1: ghosts. So then I'm like, well, what could the real reason be i don't know but it can't be ghosts it can't that can't be the answer <laughs> to weird clangings in the walls i don't know uh, so that was but you know it's an old 100 year old house it had weird sounds in the walls that's where i think people i think people would take that and they go that's why ghosts are real like they would just go because this can't be explained
0: and because like you said people really want stuff to be real especially when they're sad or missing someone who may have died you know it, it's like the idea of being able to contact a a dead loved one or somebody that you feel unresolved or or actually knowing about your future that's why people go see um you know psychics and mediums and that brings us to the topic of of uh, our the films that we're going to talk about today and um it's interesting that you see you see psychics in in movies and they always a lot of times what they're doing is they have these séances or they use these Ouija boards or whatever and they end up Inviting something in you know some some force comes in and That's the point of the movie but then There's other films where people use This sort of trappings of psychics and Mediums and seances
2: for other purposes and What is what's the first movie Mark The first one is from 1964 it's called Seance on a Wet Afternoon stars Kim Stanley and Richard Attenborough And directed by Brian Forbes, who who did all kinds of TV and movies in uh, in Britain, and then even uh, some. He went to Hollywood and did, uh, among other things, the Stepford Wives, which was sort of a classic. Mid seventies TV, like I remember watching that. Like when I so was did. like fourteen, going or fifteen, going. Oh my god, this is scary! Yeah. and creepy and weird. You it's know? scary
1: and creepy on a whole other level now. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Like yeah. women are treated. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the, I mean
0: the term Stepford Wives. Everybody knows yeah. what that means. Yeah, it's,
2: that's just part of the it's lexicon vernacular. of, uh, of mm-hmm. uh, our language. But uh, so he's done a lot of things. I wrote, uh, wrote uh, the script for Chaplin with uh, Robert Downey Jr. So uh, a talented guy, and um, it's a really. Interesting movie, and uh, you know, enjoyed it. It's first time I ever saw it. You know, this past oh, that's week.
1: Good. Yeah, yeah, when I hear the title, though, I was I was like, that would be a really cool. Kind of incense, <laughs> I said.
2: Uh-huh. The seance <laughs> on a wet afternoon. What scent. does the seance smell like? you it
1: have kind of a like a, a green kind of wet?
2: Yeah, kind of a, a damp <laughs> with some sulfur. Kind of. Yeah, for
1: ghosty things, <laughs> like a musty old, which tomb. would be a great <laughs> scent. <laughs> a musty <laughs> old tomb.
2: I, oh, that's uh, Yankee Candle. Does that <laughs> right? Yankee <laughs> Candle's musty old tomb. <laughs> I wish
1: Here's that's, your always at this,
2: that's always at the that's always at the seventy five percent clearance table.
1: <laughs> I would like the fresh Doug Gray candle, yeah. please.
0: Clarence Bin. <laughs> but this movie is actually it's one I've always liked. I remember a, a long time ago, um, long time ago, I used to work in a, in a place that was that the the kids don't know what this was, but it was a uh, it was a place called a video store.
1: I've never heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's weird.
0: It's like it's um like working at the blacksmith shop or something but (laughs) i used to work at a video store and i remember somebody telling me about this movie and i had never seen it and we put it on in the store and i think that's the first time i watched it was watching it sort of in the middle of the afternoon (laughs) on a a, wet afternoon wet afternoon (laughs) in a in a video store and i've just loved that movie it's it's got real mood to it and it's it's not really supernatural it's it's a it's kind of a heist movie in a way. It's about a couple people planning a, a crime. It's a bit of a got a, kind of a film noir vibe to it because it's it's got people planning what they think is the perfect crime.
1: Always a dead giveaway that it will be bad. Yeah, perfect mm-hmm. crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this can't
0: fail. And the idea <laughs> is that she's she's a psychic. The woman is a psychic and or claims to be, and she has this great idea to kidnap a child. And then claim, you know, and then offer her services as a psychic to help find this missing child. And she's, you know, they're going to get the reward and they're also going to, she's also going to improve her status as a psychic and all this stuff. And it kind of makes you wonder if these real psychics who who do that, you know, who claim to know where the, where the victim is buried, if they're right.
1: I love how you call them real psychics. Well, you know, the (laughs) so-called psychics, you know,
0: you always wonder, it's like, wow, did you, are you the one who buried them there? Is that why you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Near water.
0: Yeah. Near, near water, near, near my backyard, actually. (laughs) But, um, the movie is basically one of those kind of stories where people commit this horrible crime and then they just dig themselves deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole, which, it's really fun to watch.
1: <laughs> I like how it was kinda of small, like it was almost stagey at first. Like, it was just inside these people's houses and you just see their relationship, the husband and the wife. And you see the dynamic of the, the wife being very um very overbearing and and bossy and the husband's just like, Yes, okay, yes, okay like whatever she would ask or suggest, he would he would sort of you could see his tension that he didn't want to do it but he knew he had to do it. So you never could count on that husband to do the right thing through the movie. You're just like, no matter how outlandish her, her demands got, he just kept going he, with it. He was right. doing
2: all of her dirty work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you really think about who did what... He was the one that was, you know, did all the stuff. He did. All you know, know. the risk. And, you know, took all the risk and just kind of went with it. And he's the one running around, you know, or, uh, 1960s London. Right. And trying to, You know, I love which that. is fantastic. I mean, there's, you know, you know, if you like watching uh, seeing old, old adverts, I'll use the British term adverts. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, so you know, like. Uh, British of you. <laughs> thank you. It's like <laughs> spelled <laughs> with an extra U. <laughs> Wait till I bring my accent. E out. on the end. <laughs> <laughs> but um, even there's like I think the ransom in the bag is in a it's a BOAC bag, which right. is an old British yeah. Airlines. What does mm-hmm. that stand for? BOAC. Yeah. Um. I don't know.
1: They made a big deal out of it too. They kept showing BOAC. BOAC. Like it was like a paid advertisement. Yeah. Or I think
2: it's British Overseas. Anyway, it's um it's got a lot of that, and uh it's got great acting. It's very moody. It starts with a séance, and the movie starts with a séance, but then it goes into this other story, and it kind of comes back to it at the end. So it's very tight too. Yeah. And I, I agree with you how it starts really small, and then brings in all these other characters, and you realize that this plan is crumbling and getting you know, and they're going down. It's just how is it going to happen?
1: Well, when you bring in the, like, the more people that you bring into the plan, the more avenues of of disaster. So, (laughs) when you start, it's just her and her husband. Right. And they're in their little bubble. And then you add the victim. And then there's all that chaos of, like, trying to keep that under control. Then there's, like, contact the parents. Then the police. Then there's like any witness could possibly see her. And it's like the the more people that got added to it, the muddier the whole thing got. And then they had to keep making these contingency plans to adjust the plan. And it just was like, that's why I think I love the kind of heist movies is that, they start out with this plan. They think it can't go wrong. And then I just love seeing it go wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and those Scotland Yard guys are never good news. Because they're always sort of the sideways glance, you know. And yep. so, yeah. So, you know, it's just. A, yeah, I love
1: it, all the smoldering cough looks. Like they're just looking going, hmm,
2: hmm
0: no. yeah. Very interesting. That yeah. doesn't add up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's like, I always wonder in kidnappings, like there's always that thing. Like, how do you kid- kidnap someone? You request the money, the drop off, the money thing. There's always the contact. You can never make that work, ever. Like, that, mm. there's always going to be the moment where the money has to change hands. I like, I don't understand how anyone thinks that will ever work.
0: And also, the victim, you know, you're, the, the idea is that you're eventually going to let the victim go, right? And But here's the thing when you let a victim go, they're a witness and they can identify you. And if they see you or see you in a lineup, it's like, oh, those are the people right there. That <laughs> So one of the things that's kind of creepy about it is the fact that you kind of wonder, like, is this little girl that they kidnapped, is, is she safe? I mean, if she finds out too much, she's... and you always worry with films like this because they can get pretty dark. I mean, even for an old film, these, these movies can get kind of perverse and dark sometimes.
1: Yeah, I didn't trust them not to yeah. cross that line. Oh, I like, didn't
2: I was definitely like, oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very, yeah. <laughs> so
0: stressful. And it starts going that way and you're like, "Oh, gosh." But it's a it's a really it's also got some really cool performances. I think Kim Stanley's performance is really interesting. She's so quirky and yeah. fun to watch. She's just such a great character. And she's also remember in an earlier episode you mentioned that night gallery episode about the giant spider. Mm-hmm. She's in that. You know, oh. if you want to see her in something else, and she
2: hasn't been. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen her in too many other things. So it's yeah. kind of interesting to see an actress that you're not familiar with. Yeah, and so it brings a, a different quality of the car- to the uh, you know to the performance. I
0: think she did a lot of stage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those actors who are so good that you only see them a couple times and things, and you wonder how come I didn't see them in more movies. Is mm-hmm. The reason is they were they concentrating on stage when,
1: I hate when they do that
0: I know I never get to <laughs> you know, see and it and
1: also it's one of those like I don't want people who are listening think it's old and it's black and white I don't like it like it's not going to be good it's like it's so it feels so contemporary in so many ways that you watch it and you're like, this is a really in, kind of stressful, like, tight movie that isn't what you think. Like, oh, it's antique, it's old, I know what's going to happen. It is not that. And you've got to get past that prejudice of, like, I don't want to see it because it's
2: old. It's really good. And that's true with so many films. And this one has a very contemporary vibe to it, even though it is old. It's just a lot of the shots that they kind of stole out in, you know, London, are just they're really cool to watch. Yep. And it's fast moving. It really moves. So it's um,
1: and what it's and I have a quick question about this
2: movie, though. Yeah. what was the significance of the loud music all the time
1: like she was always playing her like she's like why don't you like music like she keeps playing it really loud and there, there are these constant scenes of her having to go and turn off the music you know people are kind of coming in and going what is I yeah, mean is she trying to shut out the, the noise cla- it was the
2: classical music on that big yeah. Victrola yeah I didn't know that I what thought was there was going to be something some sort of uh, clue that later on like maybe you know, somebody's, oh my god I heard that music and put two and two together um,
0: or was it just to keep people From hearing anything from the victim
1: But see like before the victim Like in the opening scene They're trying to discuss it And the husband's like Can we just turn off And she's like Why don't you like music And she's having to turn on this well, was before just they even had a character
0: had it. quirk or well, something Well I thought
1: maybe it was more Like it seemed like more Because they kept doing it I wondered yeah. if it was something about How the music kind of maybe shut out her psychic power that she thought she had (laughs) like the noises in her head or something. I don't know. I just thought maybe there was also, there was
2: a connection to what happened to their family, you know, which we find out at the end. So there was some, something there. So, Oh um, yeah, that's true. So, um, but
1: great movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a,
2: it's a cool little known little scene.
0: I think it's one of those films that people who love movies, including older films, even may not have seen. It's, it's not as famous as other movies that may have been famous because they did have some sort of supernatural element to them. There is a sort of a genre of films that that sound and seem like they might be supernatural. It might be about some kind of spirit that gets welcomed into our world through a seance or something but this is this isn't that kind of movie, and I think maybe it's a some people might think it's a little misleading they might watch it and it turns out to be not the movie they expected it to be but i think people will like this film
1: yeah definitely
2: well let's stay in the uk hey, yeah
0: let's stay in
1: the uk let's talk about other psychics
0: other mm-hmm. psychics with sort of mousy husbands who use <laughs> psychics to who who use the trappings of the of séances and things and, and tarot cards to lure victims there's this really cool movie called frightmare F so R I G H T Mare, Fright Mare. That's a great title. That's
2: one of those, you know, like just that's a it's a classic. A total mayor, exploitation you know. title. Yeah, and this
1: one's in color.
2: <laughs> Gaudy color. Really what year, color. What year was it made? In nineteen seventy four. Uh this uh the writer director was a guy by the name of Pete Walker, and I guess he did a lot of these, and this is the first one I've seen of his. And um it stars Sheila Keith. Who,
0: who is another quirky female performance in this like Kim Stanley I think just kind of the standout performance in the film mm-hmm. and her character in this is this is a um, a woman who has a who has a really pretty serious quirk and uh, <laughs> but the we
2: actress You can say is, what the quirk is right she's a cannibal Cannibals. that's is that quirky
1: uh, I, would you consider I mean that a quirk
2: I, or maybe like down quirk? right, quirky to diabolical. us <laughs>
0: but to a cannibal it's normal
1: she's better now
0: but she <laughs> Her performance, I mean, she's an older, an older actress in this film. She's already kind of a, like a, a grandma type in this film, but she's so good. She's so bizarre and such a great performance of somebody who's suffering from some, you know, mental aberration that makes her obsessive about eating human flesh.
1: So what? What's the basic plot line, Mark? Maybe to Run it down quick. Can well,
2: you... it starts out uh, in 1957, and this uh, husband and wife are committed to uh, a uh, you know a mental hospital, uh, and they stay there because they committed some heinous acts. We don't know really what they did, but Weren't that's they
1: being cannibals.
2: They were, but I'm not sure. And that, <laughs> well, that I, I, that's what, does yeah. that qualify uh, you for a stint in the hospital? <laughs> sort <laughs> of. Find out later, you know, it's sort of a. Oh,
1: was that a spoiler? But that's only sorry, quirky. Did you get, no, get asked st-
2: st- for uh, for being quirky? Yeah,
1: that's quirky. They're just quirky. <laughs> Put them in the insane asylum. So, anyway, you have been they go- pronounced weird.
2: <laughs> I now sentence
0: you to life imprisonment <laughs> for being a weirdo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that's happened a few times, so. <laughs> so anyway, they get out, you know, like twenty years later or whatever, and uh, they—they've no, been cured. They've been cured, supposedly. They're not
1: cannibals anymore.
2: But uh, and so um, they evidently have a couple of daughters, and that we that they're, they're sort of the uh, the main part of the story. Their relationship and what trouble they get into, and how one of the daughters still has contact with the. Uh, with her parents.
0: Well, one daughter is the daughter of the husband from a previous marriage, and the God, other right, daughter right. is the actual daughter of the woman, of right. the old, the
1: older lady. Gotcha,
2: gotcha. And they start getting into trouble, they start doing their things, and she starts doing that. And then well, the one
1: daughter is a total delinquent, and they kept calling her, too, she's a delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, you know, hanging out with motorcycle right, dudes. Right. And, and they're
2: beating up people and, yeah, just and killing up people. And, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: they did kill that guy, that's right. But yeah. they're, you know, getting in trouble all the time, and, you know. <laughs> It's staying out late and killing people,
2: and of course, you know their friends get, get involved and get lured to their farmhouse, and that's when all the mayhem happens. But she's a tarot card reader, a tarot, as they say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, which I thought was actually a pretty cool scene—her reading the tarot cards. Like, because uh, I've ne- I've never been to one of those, but just it made sense this is how they actually do it yeah this is above you this is below you this one crosses you Mm
0: -hmm. i actually
1: took some classes on doing tarot cards because i just wanted to crack the code and see what it was i mean i don't think you can ever really tell anyone's fortune like that but it's interesting (laughs) um and the uh the definitions of the cards like whenever you see death like everybody goes oh my god it's death but apparently death is actually a good card Mm -hmm. which it means you're going to have a new beginning technically right
0: except in a horror unless film. unless it's upside it's, down <laughs> in a horror film though it means that you're about to get killed by a cannibal granny
1: a death card means you will die that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah and the scene where it, it's it's great that the performance of the um is it sheila keith yeah she's 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 worth watching this film for really for, for expressions just a couple of scenes as the one where she's doing the the reading for the the woman and the woman hears something and, and she says, "Oh, those are just the little animals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Do you see the little squirrel peeping at you? <laughs> Do you
0: like little animals and squirrels yeah. and things? And she's so funny the way she says it. And, and the, the girl is like, uh, I guess so. Um,
1: see, if someone told me that, I'd be like, where? I want to see it. And I'd be I'm yeah. running around trying to find the squirrel. <laughs>
0: And she then has. what does she say? Something like, I paid you a lot of money for this reading. And she, and then the woman is like, I paid you
1: a lot of money for this reading. She w-
0: becomes instantly mm-hmm. super deeply creepy.
1: <laughs> I would not consider her a good psychic. Yeah. She's going to yell at you.
0: Yeah. And then chase you around with a...
1: Speaking of like chasing you around, <laughs> the, the badass boyfriend who was yeah. like, you know, motorcycle dude was going to, you know, they're killing people and all that. And he comes to the the farm or the, you know where he's the, so like,
2: tough in the beginning he's, like, just he's a badass
1: lather. he looks really yeah. cool he's got that cool 70s Brit like just yeah. just really cool comes in there and the granny comes after him and he totally lays down and goes no, no. it's just <laughs> like with go. a
2: trowel or something
1: i'm like you really can't fight off a granny in a pitchfork you're just gonna lay there and let her stab you it was just weird I didn't quite understand what was going
2: on. I think it was just one of those. It was good,
1: though. It was a hilarious, it was a little light moment. And of course, the
2: blood in these movies, you know, looks about as far, you know, far away from real blood. It's like it goes
1: on a pizza.
0: Right. (laughs) Sort of light tomato sauce, I think.
1: But I I loved the hair and the fashion. I just want to throw that out. It's like the fashion and, oh, my God. The women looked amazing. And then I love the psychiatrist boyfriend mm-hmm. yeah, who had just that huge fluffy hair and the really like thin suits with stripe. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah.
0: Good. And the Herman's Hermit's glasses. Yes. That he, was, he was like, he was so 60. All those people were so 60s, early 70s, mm-hmm. London
2: I mean, his it's, suit was like a, some sort of like you know like heavy yes. corduroy with a yeah. huge <laughs> knotted tie. It I did mean, not like, bend. <laughs> but, he, but he weighs like weighs one hundred and forty pounds. I mean, it was like, clothes <laughs> weighs more than the guy. It was,
1: <laughs> it was really good though. So it's fun even even just to watch the the time counsel expert time capsule aspect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's the cool part. You can just watch the fashion. You can watch like the cool cars and the, the locations. It's like, it's even fun, even outside of the cannibal part, which I also enjoyed. It was also fun for fashion.
2: (laughs) If you like cafe, you know, British cafe motorcycles, you know, there's a bunch of them in there. (laughs) they're, They're pretty cool. And um, I want to see all... His, I want to see Pete Walker's other films. Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: some that too. are pretty interesting. He's he's a low-budget um, horror film director in England. Some people say he's sort of like the British version of a Toby Hooper kind of thing. His movies kind of had that same, I guess, similar budgets to things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, we should add them to our list. Have you seen uh, any of the other ones? Berks I've seen County? them not mm-hmm.
0: recently. Not recently enough to really talk... Because Sheila Keith
2: is in like four other. Yeah. I mean, she, you oh, know, wow. he was, she was his muse. And she way, was you know. like a
0: horror queen. You know, she was like a she was known as a horror film actress. The Linnea in Quigley of 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sort of granny Linnea Quigley. Huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but definitely queen. worth seeing. But yes. she was
0: she played um, apparently, you know, in, in films that I haven't seen yet that she played these sort of twisted bizarre characters and she had had she had done some sort of more you know so-called legitimate films and i think you know sometimes when people talk about legitimate actors, and especially when you think of british actors being sort of you know little higher class than a lot of american actors <laughs> because of their accents but when you think about that a lot of times when people do horror films it's it's kind of a sign that oh they've they're sort of falling you know they're failing so they're having to do horror films but in Sheila Keith's case when you look at her performances I think it's pretty clear uh, that she really got into it I think she in you know you can see it in her performance in Frightmare that she was enjoying playing this twisted Who cannibal. would enjoy that?
1: Grandma. <laughs> I mean she got to be so badass and cool in that.
0: <laughs> yeah and just some of the things that she, some of her dialogue I wonder if it was ad-libbed because it's, it's, I I feel like it would be hard to write that stuff down in a script and have it come out the way it did from mm-hmm. her. She's it just seemed so natural the way she said a few of the things and did a few of the things, some of her reactions. And I think she, I think she probably had a lot more to do with the, with the interest of her character than the writer did.
1: Yeah. It seemed very <laughs> natural for her.
0: <laughs> I mean, you take a character like a, a like a, a grandma, a grandma cannibal. And what do you do with that? You know how do you how do you take that and play it? And I think she did a really interesting thing with
1: it. It was, and then the poor husband who just was like another okay.
2: uh, yeah, uh, much like uh, in seance, you know, yeah. a put upon husband who uh, you know loves her dearly and but just you know goes along. But you know, whereas we're talking about a kidnapping in, in seance, you know, he's okay with uh, cannibalism. Oh, well, you right. know, she's kind of off the deep end. A little bit. I, so,
1: I don't even understand that. Where it's it's like. He thinks she's cured, which is the whole kind of premise. And then when he finds out she's not cured, she's been kind of sneaking around behind his back, <laughs> killing people. But she
0: loved. He loved her so much. He would, he actually pretended to be insane himself so that he, he would be with her and, 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 in yeah, the yeah. They said that in the so, asylum.
2: Yeah. So I love
1: too. They kill people. And they oh we'll just throw them in the barn. Like they don't yeah. really take care <laughs> of them. Like, put some put hay, hay on hay the guy. <laughs>
2: Well, that, that's an insa- insanity of its own to yeah. love somebody and be willing to go to prison or wherever right. you know, institution for twenty years. That's a, that's a different type of craziness. He's an
0: enabler, yeah. huh?
2: Yeah,
1: they, so, it was a dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but you know, I I don't want to give away the ending. It's worth watching it yeah. till the end, though.
1: Yeah, that was that, great.
0: Interesting ending. So two good UK films. Yep. Yeah, I that know. had to do with psychics with sort of mousy husbands. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what we'll title <laughs> this it, Enablers. <laughs> it
1: seems like, you know, it's Two movies it seems like psychics are always women. Do you remember seeing any movies where the psychic was actually a Interesting.
2: man? Uh, or
0: a medium, I guess. It's the, the classic character of a medium, you I know, where
2: she's joined hands.
1: Even contemporary movies, it seems like it's always a woman. I don't know why they seem to be the channelers of the supernatural and beyond.
2: The others, was that a, uh, a male or female? I'm I think sure. it was a woman in the oh, others. Okay. Yeah. That
0: recent sort of semi-recent. I'm just sexist. <laughs> but then, you know, you got the, there's, there's a, there's a few men who dabble in that kind of thing. I just watched a, a movie recently. So a friend of mine recommended it. It's called the devil commands. It's an old Boris Karloff movie, but it's, it's kind of has its roots in that kind of psychic communicating with the dead thing that was popular around that time, you know, cause apparently arthur conan doyle was was a believer mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and uh you know you read these things about houdini and and people that were friends with mediums and psychics and this this movie the devil commands it's an old film like 40s and uh he's a he's a scientist though he's a he's a guy doing oh
1: the, he gets to be a scientist
0: yeah but it <laughs> but it has all those trappings of of you know the afterlife and what he's talking about but he's He's saying that it's not supernatural. This is these are brain impulses, brain waves coming from the ether. And he has these great metal helmets that he has to put on his subjects. He puts this big metal helmet with these with these great light bulbs that stick out on the side, and and then the chart appears. It's almost like a um like a, a a lie detector chart that reads the brain waves, and he's desperate to communicate with his dead wife and oh, it's see, a...
1: the men get the cool helmets and all the science and women get the hold hands and around the table no women get the cooler
0: <laughs> stuff they get the you know the the, the hand the, the tambourine and the trumpet floating tam- around the room crystal ball the crystal ball and... with a severed head floating in it <laughs> come to me spirits of the dead
1: <laughs> and they're like, like all these weird <laughs> Wearing
2: shawls of all colors, and, yeah.
0: you know, like those Ed Wood movies. What was it, Night of the Ghouls, where they had a séance? Oh, yeah, remember yeah. the séance? Oh, yeah. and, and it was like, what what manifests? It's a slide whistle. Remember that? It was like, <laughs> it was like this goofy slide whistle. Very Ed Wood idea.
2: Very convincing supernatural. A poor, a poor man's theremin. Oh, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a slide. It's a, It's like a five-year-old playing a slide whistle. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh,
1: I think that's that's a good wrap up of our séance episode.
2: <laughs> we, we're kind of sitting at a séance table now. We are. Getting we are like a séance. So maybe we'll do that after. No, I'm scared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to summon forth a demon.
0: But this episode was kind of about fake um, psychics, true. which is interesting because I imagine maybe in the future we'll do a an episode about real psychics or real things like, you know, when you think about. Um, the idea of you know opening the door to the other side. There's been plenty of those kind of movies too. Even The Exorcist. People forget sometimes that it was a the, the whole problem in The Exorcist was l- very likely caused by a Ouija board. Remember that? Mm-hmm. God
1: damn those things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they have they have opened the door to so many things. Apparently, there's a new movie about Ouija boards, right?
1: And we'll be talking about that because it's one of our favorite directors
0: yeah <laughs> awesome well this was fun
1: excellent
0: well should we sign off should we say bye-bye adios bye-bye. until next time all right thanks Bye. for listening oh
2: and don't, don't forget to like us on facebook instagram uh follow us on twitter at hashtag Cinemando podcast and Pod, uh, actually po- cinema what <laughs> Huh? <laughs> what did he say <laughs> We got to get that right. What was it? Pod. <laughs> you can only... <laughs>
1: <laughs> apparently, oh.
0: the social media always I cracks one her one up. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, no, apparently, Twitter you can only have uh, a name that's so long, just like their stupid length of tweets. So, oh. Cinnamondo Podcast was too long, so oh. we're Cinnamondo Pod only on Twitter, but gotcha. everything else is Cinnamondo right. Podcast.
0: Right? Okay. Uh, okay.
1: Don't let that confuse you, people. So
2: please, uh, please follow us, and thanks. Yeah,
0: well, we'll be back next time with another selection of interesting films hopefully see you
1: soon darwin says bye darwin's darwin's over here licking
0: (laughs) take it easy cinemando (laughs) signing out bye bye bye